Well, boys, deciding what career to choose is practically a job in itself. And it's my job to try and help you make the right choice. Can either of you guys think of a few things that interest you? Things you'd like to do? Uh, I'd like to do chicks. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <laughs> right, but chicks is only one thing. No way, chicks have two things. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Till Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Tournament talk! Tournament talk! Tournament talk! Oh, oh there's going to be a lot of that. And this is yes, episode 186, and we have guests. Wow. We're not going to we fool around here. Who do we have, we Bruce? We have, from District 82, Eric Thorne. Say it right, hopefully. Yep, that's right. Hey, woo! And we have Tom Graff from Fox City Pinball. How are we guys Hello, doing today? Everybody. Good, good. And we called you Tom. We didn't call you Neil's son or Neil's yes, dad no, or whatever. No, no. <laughs> as far as we're concerned, uh, Neil is just uh, Tom's son. That's what we yeah, call him. He's yeah. the offspring. That's right. <laughs> so you still, you still beat bit. him occasionally. So I don't know why they're doing the whole Neil's dad thing. You should only do that if you just never win. <laughs> It's getting to be that way now. Mm. <laughs> Old age catches That's, up to all of us. Yes, it does. I haven't won anything since. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I won something in May. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, guys. Uh, we all know that District 82 has been doing very well with getting people to play tournament pinball. And we're very happy to see that. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. We know it's not all easy work. <laughs> so how did this all come about with, of course, the name change and everything else that you've had to, uh, in the beginning, start with your adventures? Because it wasn't always District 82. It was, no, it was not. Was it Title, Title Town? Town. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it started with Title Town Pinball. So in 2018, we basically just had league and tournaments in people's homes. Tom was really the only one in the area being, you know, the Fox cities area that held tournaments. And we just did two tournaments a year, two double tournaments at his house. And other than that, there were no bars or no locals or nothing. Other than that, it was just a league uh, once a month. And I, I hosted a couple of those league nights and, and the collection was getting a little bit big. And uh, I was gently nudged by the wife to not host big events at the house anymore. And uh, <laughs> she allowed me to go rent a warehouse and put all my games in there. And I was like, well, I think I got a way to pay for this. And we're just going to have uh, uh, our own league and in a tournament once a month. And that's how it all started. And it started with Town Pinball. We had 38 pinball machines in a 2,400 square foot space with one bathroom. And it was a lot of fun. That went great. And the, and the collection just kind of kept growing and growing and growing until we hit I don't know, roughly 60 or 65 games. And uh, then the city found out and I didn't have enough bathrooms. It was just like once the city gets involved, you got to meet all these minimum requirements and whatnot. I had to get another bathroom. Well, the cheapest way to do that was actually just to rent more space. So the space doubled and uh, we just kept going. The Tuesday night pinball league actually was a huge success. I, 
I had no idea uh, how it would go. You know, initially I was told that, hey, Saturday nights are the night, not a week. Eric actually came to me and he's like, well, what do you think about running a league on a Tuesday night? And I'm like, you'll be lucky to get 20 people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it uh, there was not a lot of faith in uh, Tuesday night happening, Uh, but it turned out that uh, that it was actually an excellent night and uh, people people could just take off on on a Tuesday and come play. And you weren't like wasting a family, a family night, like a Saturday or something. So it was a huge success. Fast forward a couple of years, we're killing it. You know, January, 2020, we're having our biggest events, February, 2020. I think league was pushing 80 people. The winter two X, which was our premier event, went over a hundred people. It, it just, it was awesome. And then March and COVID and everything came to a screeching halt, you know, in the world. And then at the exact same time, I get a, I get a cease and desist letter and a attorney phone call from the Packers and they had just received the uh, trademark for the word title town from the government. So they were forcing me to cease and desist using the name or threaten legal action. So from my perspective at the time, I'm forced to not be open. I still have to pay all the bills. There is no PPP for me because I don't have a payroll. And now I've lost my name. And so it really felt like everything was done uh, at that point. So I uh, regrouped a little bit. I went back and forth with the Packers a lot. They would not budge. And I straight up said, I go, look, guys, we're hosting, you know, world class events here or we're, we're going to be. And Titletown is the name of the town. You should really you know, work with me on this and just let me use the name so it's synonymous with greatness, which is what the word title town is supposed to mean. They wouldn't budge. So I went back and forth on a whole bunch of names and uh, I came up with District 82. First, it, I, I like the sound of it. It sounds cool. You know, Green Bay Pinball would have been the old standby that everybody would have understood what it meant. And believe me, that was my backup. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately went and got that. Uh, name and everything but uh district 82 it uh the packers have the name for the title town district that they've coined uh around lambeau field and i knew they could not trademark the word district uh and you can't trademark 82 so 82 is actually the number of pinball machines i had at the time that they served me to cease and assist no cute district was their was their uh reasoning because they said they're going to have an arcade and they want the name so district 82 and now they can look back and go, you know, we had a chance to to be with this place and we blew it. And now we're at, what, 109, 110 pinball machines and, and still going. But I like the name. The name sounds cool. And we ran with it. And actually, to be honest, like a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, that really hurts. And everyone called me Title Town still through uh, COVID, at least all the locals. And once we emerged, now you got to realize, so we were closed for, what, 10 weeks or something because – the governor basically said, you know, pinball's dirty or, you know, any of these, any of these uh, activities that are not, you know, needed, uh, you cannot, you cannot do any. So once it was active again, we played pinball and uh, we started back up with roughly, I think, 30 people or so would come on a regular basis. And we wore masks for a, a solid year, I think a year, maybe a hair longer. And, um, and we never stopped playing pinball. 
So fast forward, what, 18 months, 17 months, when IFPA opened back up in August, we came out of that with 60 or 50 or so people on our regular Tuesdays, and we just never skipped a beat. We were still doing tournaments, and we came out of that with our foot on the accelerator and with a new name. And to the rest of the world, they're like, who the heck are these people? Uh, District 82, <laughs> you know, in nowhere, Wisconsin. And uh, and how are they dominating with all these players and points and whatnot? You know, we had the triple flip. We had the Great Lakes Open. We had those events during COVID. They did not count for points. But the events were still there. We still had top players coming. Everyone still had fun. So pinball is still there. It was just kind of uh, more hidden and uh, just not as well known because they weren't weren't sanctioned from the IFPA. But since then, you know, with Tom's with Tom's stream, uh, with other players really getting the word out, especially Travis Murray, it really blossomed and people realized that uh, that we host you know these events and they've just they've just grown huge since essentially IFPA reopened and it's been fun but it's not all fun is it <laughs> <laughs> well i blame aaron rodgers about the name mine as well yeah. just, we, we blame <laughs> everything aaron, aaron rodgers that's all that matters <laughs> i have to say just for a sense of scale 20 people would be a huge turnout here Right. Yes. If yes. 20 people showed up for league, we'd be like, oh my God, are we going to be able to finish in under two hours? Yeah, that's the problem. It blows my mind, too, because you think of the population center and we're small compared to everybody else. Yep, you're you the know? same size as Rochester. Okay. Yep. Well, the, the thing that always threw me about the whole, when District 82 became a thing, I was like, I thought Wisconsin hated Whoppers. I was so confused <laughs> because if anyone remembers when the whole initial one dollar josh for like a day and then i thought about it and i was like yeah this is good but there were other people that oh, were when ifpa announced the one dollar fee it was like all this pushback and most of it was wisconsin so when i saw this this place was in wisconsin and it's all like whoppers 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 i was very confused well, there was one person really leading that charge. I won't name his yeah. name. But. No, no, no. We know who. <laughs> if you if you listened and you've been in pinball for a while, you know who. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that all happened at the same time, you know, because 2018, Josh introduced the $1 fee. Yes. Right? Yep. And I, I did not start until, well, essentially my first event was um, June of 2018. So it was already in the books for six months, you know, and um at the time, I I thought about it. I just embraced it. I was like, "Look, the one dollar fee basically makes it more legitimate. It's just not a a free for all, and it has to be a good event, you know, yes. and that buck to put it in." And I just went with it. Now, one other thing, it's like, you know, how do you start a place and and get to that point? I had kind of swiped Tom's mailing list that had like forty five people on it, and and that was it. And uh, other than that, I literally went to Pinside and sent out messages to everybody in a radius for all of Wisconsin. And I just kept pounding the pavement, trying to get people to come. And it took a long time. Oh, it takes a long time. Trust me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, as we all know, you know, business is not easy, especially these hard times with COVID and everything else like that. But you guys are pounding through. We came out a couple months ago. We enjoyed ourselves very much. We had a great time. Okay. Let's talk bolts and nuts. How hard is it to keep up with 107 or 108 games? 
Okay, Eric, how many people work on the games there? One. Yes. <laughs> I, I want people to know this because I don't think people realize that wait a second, people have home collections of 20, 30 games and they're like, oh my God, it's so hard keeping and they're barely played. Yeah. Now you're talking 107 games being played all the time. When you're doing tournaments in the background, you see your video from you know from Tom's video. You see everyone else playing games in the background. It's not like they get a lull and they're sitting there going, "Hey, we got a nice easy break here." It's it's a pain in the ass. There is no stopping of playing pinball at District yep. 82. There's no coin drop. Everything's on free play. So the moment you walk in and play, you know yep. whatever you, you sit want. on the same game you all day if you wanted to, as long as nobody's behind you. Yeah. So how do you maintain it? Well, I guess that's that's the real trick. I'm used to it, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. Like, if I buy a game from somebody, it does not go to District 82 unless it's new in box. You know, exactly. Or like a, a new game. And actually, even if it goes to District 82 new in box, there's still some things that I that I do. With them. Um, yeah, we all know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The key is it has to be shopped. And not only shopped, it just has to be tightened down and tuned up and optimized for tournament play now the biggest thing that a lot of people don't do is tighten all the posts down oh yeah you crank those things down yeah i realize if you get a new play field from micro or something it's gonna pool actually the new pinballs as well they're gonna pool because they just i don't know they just the clear coat's different nowadays but if you want a game to play fast every post has to be tight if you hit the ball and it hits a post and it moves just a little bit it kills the speed if it kills the speed, the game's easier. Game's easier, it takes longer, and we never finish on time. So yep. everything has to be tight and and ready to go. Our Tuesday night league people, or Tuesday tournament people now, are incredible in that they've all been coming, and then if there's a problem with the game, they will let me know. Yep. Like, there's one switch that's out. If there's one flipper that didn't flip just quite right that time, you know, it's starting to show some wear. It gets written down, the game is turned off, I'll address it. Therefore, it does not get worse. And then the next time it's played, it's right. And since we have so many games, we can lose 10 or 20 games and yeah. not, not even bat an eye at it. You know, well, when we're getting 150 people, it's starting to get a little tighter. Yeah, <laughs> but, it uh, is. Totally, totally is. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, that all comes back to it. And and Tom's been instrumental in like, hey, to make this game harder, you got to do this, you got to do that. Because there's, I mean, there's a ton of games out there. Tom's got the the tournament experience uh, has been to all these places. And it's like, all right, well, they take the posts out on this one and uh, and they do this and that. And um, and just those things make it a lot of fun to play. Uh, and it's challenging as well. Yes. Oh, definitely. You, you can't have a slow game. If you have a slow game, you're just going to be sitting there going, oh, my God, when's that game going to get done? I, I swear Swords 50%. Oh, God, Swords I swear 50% of it is sensitive slings. Yes. If you do yeah. that, uh, it makes it play so much faster, no matter what the game is. Yeah. True. And just people knowing, hey, this left sling isn't firing. You know, that even that might be easy for us to think about and know. The vast majority of people out there don't even pay attention to that or don't realize it. They're like, game works great, you yep. know? I've just I've said on the show before, like when when I bring a game, if I bring a game to a show, I prefer to bring it to the tournament area because if something is wrong with it, I'll know immediately. 
a lot of times, if you have in a free play area, someone will hit something like a post flies off. It's like rolling around the play field, like, oh, we let me hit that thing over and over. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, then you got even more things wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly, you know, it, it, having the people who are playing it understand that something isn't right. Uh, so it can be addressed immediately and not, you know, just turn into a huge problem with something else. Yeah. You got a washer laying on the play field. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's thrown into a slingshot. Yeah, on the newer games, it'll be fine. On an old game, man, sure. a lock on, and hopefully it blows your fuse that you checked that has the right value, and uh, nothing bad happens other than the fuse being blown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, good luck for that. <laughs> you know? But it, it is a hard task. It really is. For 107 games to be worked on, how many, how many hours a week do you think you're working on games now? I have no idea. Basically, when the kids are in school, you're I there. go there and work on them. And um, it's gotten to the point lately. So usually it would be, you know, I'd be at home in my garage working on the next game to bring in. Mm-hmm. And I would just be at District A2 like the day after the event. Like, uh, it's not just the games, too. It's like, I still got to, like, change clean. all the garbage cans, clean, clean. Uh, yep. set up for the next event, plan that out, register people, unregister people, answer all the emails. Website, everything else. So, yeah. yes. So it's, it's not an easy gig. No, it's, it's not an easy gig. And you guys do great with it. You know, you really do. I when the first time we walked in there, it felt very well welcoming, warm, personable. That's what you want. And you have a great group of helpers and volunteers. Yes, yes. Beth and Tony Trafka run the uh, basically during the tournaments. You hand the sheets into and hand out the sheets. And I think just that, like hand, you know, the sheets. You know, I mm-hmm. I'm used to doing it the way we do it. Not really everybody else. And I figuring out how to print out sheets on match play. And uh, and just helping everybody not play out of order, know where the games are at, uh, just running the tournament from start to finish also makes the experience just that much better. Yeah. I was thinking, do you have an extra printer? I do. <laughs> we have extra everything. <laughs> okay. Except uh, if the power goes out, we're done. Well, yeah. Order yeah. Goes down, we might have a problem. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fear of everything. <laughs> When I was there, I'm looking like, man, they're printing all those sheets out. I hope that printer doesn't die. Yeah, I hope he has an extra printer. That's what I always think of. Uh, Well, Bruce, Bruce, you know, the only thing better than playing tournament pinball is being filmed while playing tournament pinball. No. Yes. And Tom's got that covered. Yes, he does. I try my best. (laughs) He's like, come on, don't drag me into this. No. You do blue screen and everything, and, and you have the nice little uh, pad in the middle where you can actually click on stuff, and it was really cool to join the movie. Blue screen? So he's blue screening us, Bruce. Yes, blue screening. <laughs> Do you mean green screen? Blue, green, black, yellow. I'm not discriminating against any guess, color. Any here. color, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd that come about, Tom? Because for, for those who don't know, you can watch most of the tournaments at District 82 because they are going to be streamed on Fox City's Pinball. Yes. Yes. So I, like 10 years ago, I just grabbed a camera and started recording some stuff. And then when Twitch came out, I, I went on there and kind of did some stuff from home. But, uh, when, when Eric opened up title town or district 82, you know, I kind of talked to him and said, Hey, you know, it'd be great if we just stream some events. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, sure. As long as you don't get in anybody's way and everybody's okay with it. And at that time it was just, it, it was all wired. It was like USB stuff. And I oh, man, that was a pain in the ass. But, um, 
yeah, it, it just morphed into what it is now. And thanks to a lot of streamers out there that, uh, you know, put information on the internet and, you know, people like IE Pinball and Dead Flip and Buffalo Pinball, you know, it came to be what it is now. It's not as easy as it looks, but, uh, you know, I try to change something every every time we stream and uh, just try to have fun with it. But uh, it's tough playing and streaming at the same time, that's for sure. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it, is. it is. I'm amazed you get reception. <laughs> yeah, I'm very impressed with your reception. For those yeah, who we... haven't been to District 82, it's like in two, there's like two separate, well, actually it's more than two, but there's two separate sections with like, was it like garage doors in between? And then yep. there's the air conditioning rooms that you can't go in that are way in the back. Right. I'm just amazed you get reception going from one room into the other. So am I. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have one room at RPC and we have issues. I, I don't get yes. it. I, I don't understand it. I don't know. The, if building, because... the building is concrete and everything like that with rebarb and force. You know, there's a lot of metal in those walls in my and place. <laughs> it's what, two stories high? I mean, I, I don't know if that helps. I. I have no idea. I'm not, you know, and that's a funny thing. I'm not, I, I like tech stuff, but I'm not this techie person. I, I don't know a lot about cameras. I don't know a lot about the audio. It's just all the stuff I've learned off the internet and other streamers. I mean, anybody can do it. It's just executing it. Plus you have a dedicated area. Yes, like at the, nice. at the collective, the, the area where the, the computer that's being used is also the computer for the collective, and it's yes. at the reception desk. <laughs> so when we're trying to announce, people come in. So there'll just be these breaks where you know you hear people talking to customers <laughs> while we're a game actually is talking going about on. changing. We're actually talking about changing that. Oh. We're going to put a, maybe another desk on, along the sidewall. Okay. So, you know, so okay. that's what we're hoping for. We're talking about that this week. Yeah, I guess that all comes back to, you know, we've run so many tournaments and and like Tom was saying, every time we do one, you know, he changes something, he tweaks something and and it it just gets better and better and better every time. Uh same with with how we run the tournaments. So when Tom started out streaming, he was in the corner. It was not a pretty desk. It was just uh here you go, or if you guys remember where F14 was in the back corner, that's where Tom was. <laughs> Tom was in the corner, man. You're bad boy. You didn't need <laughs> yeah, no, no, pretty much. It was not it was not broadcast really inside. And it just morphed from there. And uh now he's got the desk and and whatnot. And how we get the reception, Tom with those wireless HDMIs, man, he's spent hours and hours and hours just getting those to work, try different uh receivers and transmitters. And finally got it to a point where they are they are centrally located in between the two rooms, the three different transmitters, and then his his tower uh, that goes over the games basically has line of sight to any of the games in there. And that is just he's not really had any dropouts or anything bad. No, no. Well, so you added the light, the light, yeah. the uh, the sound like you can hear all the sound from the games now. I literally tried like four lights. I mean, yep. you know, it's just a process of doing it. We had fun trying to get the, the transmitters to work. We learned the same thing you learned, that you don't use those Holly Land. You don't use two of those. Yeah, that was, I was going to tell that story. That was, that was the funny thing. I guess you can 
use two of them. You you just have to make sure. I think you said it. Yes. You have to, one yes. has to be on one and one has to be yeah, on Well, eight. yeah. They needed to be on two <laughs> separate channels. Makes sense. But they needed to be on two specific channels or they somehow interfere with us, uh, with each other. They're channels one and eight. That I remember, and I, I don't know why. I'm thinking more and more next time in Rochester, I'm going to go back and try to get the setup that I've seen Carl uses. I've seen Mark, who just did um, Allentown, he uses, which is the two mono prices. Yep. The cheap mono price receiver transmitter on the, um, either side, like the left and right. And then in the center, one Hollyland, the higher end one. And that's, yep. that's what they used. And it seemed seemed to work. The issue we have, I think, is the line of sight. I don't think it's yeah. up high enough. So I've, I've, yeah, you got to make sure it's as high as possible. Yes, and, and like almost, almost even with the, uh, I, I would say almost even with your rig. If if you're, if it's pretty close there, then you'll get better reception. I think. Yeah, I think because where we are, we can't get as high mm-hmm. as as you can at District Eighty Two with height. Because it's just like an office. It doesn't. The ceiling isn't overly tall. I got. A, I got a question, Ron. If we put that in the middle of the room, like above the middle row, you think it'd be better? You mean my original idea? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you said put it over there, so we had to well, get like a fifty-foot HDMI cable. It's heavy, though. Don't forget. I honestly, Bruce, I would rather just try my other idea. I got some gooseneck okay. things. I'm going to try getting the stuff up higher on the rig. Because okay. the other issue we have is Bruce and the collective are crazy. They get games like 911 and Stargate, yeah. which have the extra high heads, which I'm looking at that like line of sight. It's like, damn, it literally, it doesn't have a line of sight because the head is so tall. So we need to get up even higher on the rig than we already are. We should put all the stern electronics and valleys in the middle and then all the wacko games on the outside. Or just put Stargate in the back and get rid of nine one one. Oh, I'd love to. Not mine to do. <laughs> Not mine to do. So, guys, if somebody was going to open a place, mm-hmm. what are the do's and don'ts you're going to tell them to do? <laughs> I'll let Eric go there. Yes, that's all, Eric. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... I you hear me complain about it a lot, so you know <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. My business model is not for making a profit. My business model is just paying the overhead. I don't pay any employees and the games that are all there, the money to purchase those games did not come from tournament fees. All the tournament fees, which is basically, you know, the money that I make at District 82, literally 100% of it goes to pay the overhead. Yeah, when I said I didn't get any PPP, it's because there was no profit and there was no payroll. So they said, too bad, you know, even though you still got to pay all the monthly overhead. As long as you have a, a source of income to live on, <laughs> uh, to open a turn. I mean, it's a tournament specific facility. You know, I'm not a bar that has mm-hmm. pinball machines. I'm not an arcade or the kids that, you know, once in a while we have pinball tournaments. It's specifically for playing pinball tournaments. So if you want to open a place like that, you need to have a good tech. I'll tell you that. Uh, yes. Fix the games. And you need to run the tournament. You know, people that come here, they're, they're very critical. The better the player, you know, they, they definitely want the games to play good. And, and, of course, when the ball drains, it was never their fault. 
hundred percent of the time. I tell um, you that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> let it, you know, be like the duck and let the water roll off the back because that's just how it's going to be and have fun. If, as long as you're having fun, that's what it's about. I mean, I'm having, I'm having fun hosting these tournaments and I just, I just really enjoy it and the, and the challenge of it. And the better the player that comes, it's like the next level and you're watching how they, how they play, you know, watching on the stream, obviously you can see a lot of things, but playing against them head to head or, you know, in a group is just, is this another thing? It's, uh, it's awesome. And you can really see how they can, can handle the ball way better than I can. And, uh, and you just learn these little things each time. I can tell you the super series last year was a big wake up call <laughs> for me when, uh, all these players show up and just how they played and, yeah, and especially the classics, like they have such flipper handling skills. It's just amazing that uh, that they can do that with the ball and just keep it in play. And it's not, you know, it's not the brand new game with the super deep rule set. We're talking like supersonic, you know, or alien poker, where it's just like they can hold it. They can keep it going. You got the, the double flip on the one side where you can lose it, but yet they can still lift one, you know, and trap it. And it's just like, my God, these guys are amazing uh, and gals. Carrie Wing, especially when she yes. was watching her and I was matched up with her a lot during the super series. And I was like, wow, she's just amazing with the, with the flipper handling. So, uh, and then you just go back and, and practice. So it, uh, it just makes it fun. I'll just, I'll say uh, when I was there, Eric is very positive. Yes, yes, he is. I was just going to say that. And I think that's a important thing. Like when Eric has to stand there as a player is explaining to him the 10 things he could do to improve the tournament. He was very positive the whole time. <laughs> 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 nah, I, you know, yeah. If every little thing gets to you and then, you know, you know how it is. Like you get some players that complain and it's like the end of the world if they don't get their way uh, and they make a big scene about it. It's just like, uh, people are people. Yellow uh, card! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, Eric makes it fun. I mean, that's that's the big thing. You know, competitive pinball needs a lot more of that. And I mean, I, like you I, said, a positive attitude. Yeah. I mean, pinball's got a lot of different formats. But I, I pretty much stuck with match play from the start. Four-player match play, group match play. It's social and it's fun. You know, there's there's tons of different formats and we definitely experimented with some of them, especially during COVID when there was, you know, capacity restrictions and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, four player group pinball where you're playing against other people is awesome. And uh, you can sit back, you can talk a little bit, you can chit chat, you can still watch somebody play. But also you're not giving somebody 10 tries to put up a high score because you give a better player 10 tries and then you get 10 tries. They're always going to win in a direct play situation. Uh, anybody has a chance. Yeah. They'll probably win eight out of those 10 times, but a couple of times you'll sneak by and, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I agree. I totally agree with you on that. Now uh, you have something coming up. People can come to the 2022 summer pinball classic details coming up soon. Registration will open up this Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time. Bruce, are you reading from something? I am. <laughs> I'm not prepared. That's the good thing. I am I am looking out for everyone here. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, Summer Classic. So 
the summer 2x which is what we usually did was just a one-day event where we had a, a match play and a knockout and um after seeing the success we've had and so many people wanting to come to district 82 for multi-day events i was like let's just let's just take the great lakes open and put a little steroid injection into it so essentially we're coming up with the summer pinball classic it's going to be five tournaments friday saturday and sunday two of those five tournaments will be certified for the for the 20 percent boost in the whoppers and then for the people that can actually uh, get away even more i'm doing a wednesday night standalone tournament and a thursday night standalone tournament to if it fits your schedule so that's a total of seven tournaments over that five days uh, if you want to come to the whole thing, all the formats are direct play. Essentially, there's no, uh, you know, standard line. You're you're going to be playing the whole time uh, that you're here. And if you don't make the finals for one of those two certified events, then we've got an alternate tournament running concurrently. We've got uh, a big enough space. They'll be in two different sections with two different computers uh, running the two different tournaments, and they won't. You know, Tom will be streaming the finals of the main of the certified events but uh it's a whole nother tournament and it doesn't interfere with the other one at all it's just a blast we just and, and everything's on free play so in between your rounds you're playing whatever and, and you just keep playing pinball we'll get some food trucks bottled water is free the only thing i sell is a is soda for a buck <laughs> i don't don't really make money on that i just want to uh provide it and uh yeah that's that's what it is and Actually, I don't even know what the cost is. I'm not staring at it. It's like two hundred, two hundred and forty dollars. Uh, sorry, two twenty-five plus five point five percent sales tax equals two thirty-seven thirty-eight for the cost of the event. We'll okay. do it legal. We'll do it legal wise, just so we cover <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> um, but uh, and how many people are going to be going? It's one hundred and twenty people now. Yeah, I got it at one hundred and twenty. It's the middle of August. It gets yeah, hot. Yeah, it does get and, hot. Uh, and I just didn't want to pack it to 150. Ron, um, this tournament's calling you, Ron. Oh, because it'll be warmer in there, yes. Yes. <laughs> Ron loves heat. I love heat. Me too. Me too. I love it. So, uh, hot. <laughs> yes. Although Eric's going to try to freeze me out by putting some air conditioners by me, but no. That, that's story. <laughs> that's the one thing we have different. Luckily, at uh, the Rochester Pinball Collective yesterday, we had 55 people there. And it was 67 degrees. Ooh. And outside, it was 89. <laughs> Too cold. Zach likes it cold. So he cranks down. At, we have three AC units, luckily. So we really can get the place cold. We're lucky with that. But I don't mind the heat. I, I just guess what? You dress in shorts. You wear some deodorant. You're good to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Tom, uh, a couple weeks ago, you posted a picture of a Stars Playfield. Oh, yes. Are we going to be putting that into something good? Yes, my star. I picked up a stars that had uh, it's it's in good working shape. It just um, somebody uh, touched up the middle part. It actually looks pretty good, but uh, the the problem the problem is they. I don't know if the per the person clear whoever clear coded it uh, did a terrible job. It's like there's like mountains in there. Ripples. So uh, yeah, oh big time, like like yeah, Mount Everest. Nice. So uh, I just said, uh, looked on CPR, and I'm like, okay, I'll just get a play field and swap it in. There you go. Congratulations on that. We saw that. So when, this will be a fall-winter project, I'm assuming? 
Yeah, it might be a summer project. Nice. We'll Even see. better. Yes, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Just to say, there is a stars at District 82, so it, it passes it to test. It passes, it passes our the test. The Slam Tilt podcast. Uh, Eric, Eric probably doesn't know this. Uh, you, you guys are uh, stern classic fanatics. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Yes, yeah, so, uh, Ron, we both have a Dragon Fist. We both have Cheetah. We both have nine ball. We both have big game. We both have Quicksilver. We both have Stargazer. I just got a free fall. Yes. Can't wait to try that out. <laughs> I have actually two Stargazers right now. <laughs> you have one and a half. One and a half Stargazer. Actually, one and a half. We like that. Gamatron. I have one and a half Gamatron. So, yeah, we're big in the early Sterns. What's your favorite system? What do you like to play and what do you like to work on? Um, for me, I actually, I like, um, ba- like the classic Bally's mm, and I great. guess classic Stern since they pretty much stole the design yes, and then, <laughs> uh, and then, on board. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we're trying to get Gary Stern on. No, you didn't steal anything, Gary. You totally <laughs> no, Gary. invented it yourself. Oh. You did not reverse engineer the Bally system, even though it was the oh. com- your company did it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, oh. I like the I like the like the '90s Valley Williams games. I I like working on those too. They're very easy, very simple. Yeah. Well, as far as working on games, yeah, it's the '78 to '85 uh, Bally dash uh, 17 35 system, yep. and the Stern 100 the same. Stern 200 is a little different, but um, yeah, those those are the ones I like working on. If you're new to pinball and you want to learn how to fix pinball machines. That is the system to learn it on. Yes. Uh, bar none. Uh, the Bally Diagnostic, you know, with the seven flashes, this genius uh, and way easier to figure out than um, the Williams from the era. Then as far as uh, what games would I like to play? Yeah, yeah like as in like era, like, you know, are you a Williams 90s guy also? Well, it's like, you like System 11s, you know? Yeah, so we all start out right with whatever we can afford, and then it usually gravitates towards newer and newer and newer games, and then you want nicer and nicer and nicer games, and then at some point it's like, where do you settle out at? I love playing Getaway. I love that mm. game, but I do love the early classics, the Bally and early Sterns. They're just a little more simplistic and not overly deep in the rules, where you're. It's like there's nothing better than ripping that spinner and getting that sucker to go like 30, 40 times when it's lit. And you're just like, yeah, that's right. Take that. <laughs> uh, especially like on Meteor and, uh, and other games where it just, you know, that's the jackpot, right? Yep. And easily achievable but difficult to hit <laughs> under the pressure. Yes. Uh, and that's it. But, you know, the new games are all a blast too, you know. It's they just are. a matter of, you know of learning it. Yeah. Uh, getting used to the systems. Yeah. Well, also the rule sets on these games. Yeah. Well, what's the worst system you hate to work on? Like if something in your place breaks okay. down besides an EM. Okay. So all... If you look at the game list, you'll notice there's some glaring exceptions that are not in there. There system are no Gottlieb system ones. Yes. There's only one system 80. That's because I love the music on Robo War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, I agree. I'll fix that, but that's not the original flippers. Those are Williams flippers. Yes, uh, they are. I can tell. And uh, that's why you can actually hit some shots. Yeah, any of the... Any of the you only have 
Yeah, I don't mind 6803. It's just, there's not that, you know, I don't know. There's just not that many good ones. But you have the best one. People yeah. champ. <laughs> the best one. Uh, you know, you'd think BMX is a 6803, but it's not. Uh, even though it's got the, the lane, uh, like Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot. Oh. But that's still a Dash 35. And uh, any of the Italian or any of the oh, odd yeah. ones, I don't, I don't have those there. And then, the, and then honestly, the newest stuff, you know, like, like two, <laughs> you know, I can't boards from JJ. I can't fix any of the new stuff. I know um, it is frustrating. And, and so then it's like, then you're, and you can't pick up the phone and call them either. Nope. It's like, oh, hey, we'll, we'll get you a node board when we're done building new games, you know, yep. or any of the companies to get a new part, you know, that they're 3D printing. And they're still sticking them in the new games and not giving them to the old games. So it's like, hey, I just bought this $8,000 game and I can't use it because something's broken on it. And it's super frustrating. Um, well, George says he's fixing the, the communication. Yeah, he's, he's, re- he's re- reiterating what you said last week. This is this is some pretty nice correlation. Bruce still needs to apologize to Stern, though. No, I don't. Because George Gomez says they're, they're <laughs> working on the whole lack of phone support thing. They've been thing. working on it for a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the reason why I got Avengers Affinity Quest at my house it's because when I first got it, there were issues. Mm-hmm. And so I stuck it in my basement. It took four months to get the issue resolved. And now my son loves it, and I can't bring in District 82. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's why we don't have one at District 82. Um, and, uh, and it was new in box. But yet, you still have to figure it out yourself. There's no dealer that's going to come over and fix it or, or can you bring it back to them to get it fixed. And it's just it's, – it's a really expensive machine. Uh, all the new ones are, and the people that are buying them don't really know how to fix them. I know how to fix them, but I couldn't because, you know, the part that's needed under warranty uh, is not available. And um, but yet you can take any game from 2007 or older, and I can fix every component on all of it mm-hmm. um, with all the through hole technology and everything, yeah. and everything else. And and yeah, a lot of the stuff is obsolete, but you can still find the parts. You can still fix it. And, you know, just drop to just everything. So it just, the newer games are great. Obviously, they're packing everything into a tighter, a tighter space. But uh, if there's nobody to fix them and there's no way to fix them, uh, eventually it's going to catch up. And we're going to have a whole bunch of expensive bricks out there and people are going to get frustrated with. I think it's going to come sooner than later. <laughs> you got a bunch of games that don't work in your basement and no one to fix them. I get mm-hmm. that phone call a lot. Oh, I need a game fix. I need a game fix. And it's like, I, I don't have time. I got a hundred games I'm working on. Um, so I, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully they get it, uh, sorted and, and actually just have a stockpile, uh, of parts, um, that they can sell, you know, yes. it is a big complaint. So I got one more, a couple more questions I want to have for you guys. How did you guys get in the pinball? Oh, I thought we were going to get by without that one, Bruce. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go first on that. I, I got, just one night, I was uh, I wanted to play Punch Out, the old arcade machine, and I got into Mame. Well, that led into Visual Pinball, which is strange, I think, to most people. Like, really, you got into Visual Pinball? That's how you got into pinball. But I started playing some of the games, and I didn't realize that they were actual pinball machines. Yeah, the rest is history. I started. I'm like, everybody I knew was like, "Oh, that's not that's not pinball." You know, it's you know, it's a video game. So then I started get getting into pinball and collecting them, and the rest is history. 
Tom, just let you know, that's exactly how I got into pinball. Really? Literally, that's how I got into pinball. It was through video games. I had someone at work who found MAME. They couldn't figure out how to use it because they didn't realize it's an emulator. You have to like hit five to insert a coin and then one to start and all that stuff. So once I did that, I was like, "Uh, I'm going to get all the games I had when I was a kid or played when I was a kid. And then it was like, no, I need all of them. Right. And then that wasn't enough. It's like, I need a cabinet. And it just so happened, like the control panel that came with the cabinet had buttons on the side. Yeah. So I saw this visual pinball thing. Well, first I, I cause if you used it, it was visual pin, I'm going off on a tangent here, visual pinball and there's <laughs> pin mame that you need both components. That's- first I just had pin mame and it just sat there at the screen, you know, like the DMD, like this sucks. You can't play this. Then I actually read the documentation <laughs> like, Oh, you needed this other stuff. And then I found that's what I was playing on my cabinet 90% of the time was visual pinball. I wasn't playing any of the video games anymore. Yep. And that's, so then I needed a real thing. No kidding. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I got into it. Um, well, we always, I mean, everyone played it when they were a kid, right? So that's that's where it all came back to, you know, getting a few quarters from mom and going yeah. to the arcade. And, um, and I played video games uh, just as much, but there was something about pinball to where you could win a free game and you yes. could just keep going. So I would literally go to the arcade and because uh, I only was given 50 cents or a dollar. And uh, and I would actually go through and look at what the replay values were on the games and know which one that I could exploit and then just play that game over and over and over again, getting free games. But then fast forward to, you know, I didn't own any. Fast forward to, man, 12 years ago. And I was uh, at home and I did find out about MAME <laughs> and I was looking up, uh, looking up some of the old classic games and, and then just researching it and playing them online and it was fun. And then all of a sudden I, you know, started thinking about it and I was like, man, pinball machines. I haven't, I haven't played pinball in a long time. Looked up locations to play around Green Bay, uh, went out to, to the bars and, uh, found them. None of them were accurate for what they said they had. Uh, so you'd walk in expecting to see Indiana Jones and it ends up being, you know, theater magic or something from all these online places. And it just immediately clicked. And I was like, wow, I really, I really love this. And then I wanted to buy one. And so then after researching it for a long time and, and getting permission to buy a pinball machine, she said, okay, you can, you can go buy one, you know, 1500 bucks, you know, that was my limit. So I went out and found a guy that had mousing around and eight ball sorry not eight ball pool sharks he had mousing around with pool sharks in his basement and i was like well how about we just do uh 1500 for the pair and mm. uh, he said yes sold yeah <laughs> and of course i was told they're 100 working you know which when the first time you're seeing you're like all right this is great flippers work works great <laughs> uh bring them home yeah explain that i got a two-for-one deal so that's why i went over my limit on the number of pinball machines i was allowed to buy and the rest is history, you know, and, uh, and it just, it just grew from there. You know, once that, once that first pinball machine makes a toe hold in the basement, it's over with. <laughs> it's like Lay's potato chips. You can't have just one. Yeah. <laughs> it just grows. And, uh, and then, you know, a dozen years later, you got a warehouse full of a hundred of them and, mm-hmm. and everybody from around the country and internationally is coming over to play them. So I like me some pool sharks. I don't know yes. why. It's just I like goofy. Sharks. I, I like, like mousing around. Well, I love mousing around. That's why I have a mousing around. But yeah. So how about games you like, games you hate, Brutes? This is a perfect 
time this to do that. This is the perfect segue. So here comes the pressure on these two gentlemen. Game they like and game they hate. This could be tournament. This could be repairing. This could be anyway, but you got to explain why. And you can't like, I don't really hate anything. We no, get that a lot. It's like, something. really? <laughs> Come on. I, I think I got Eric on this one. Eric will definitely give me a game. <laughs> okay. You want to know a game I hate? Just look at the games I've sold. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but it's like all those Gottlieb system 80s, boy. I cannot stand working on them. And I, oh, yes. I realize everyone's going to go from the what game do they want to play perspective. But I'm the one under the hood. And uh, and it's just like, what a horrible system to fix. I just all, Everything's weird in that it's unique to Gottlieb. There's no crossover, really, between any of their systems. And then you can't get the damn schematics or the books for free online. It just it just isolates it from the rest of the the pinball systems. Um, hey, uh, hey, Eric, if you ever need one, just come to us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it's just frustrating. It's just yeah. once you get frustrated enough, you just say the heck with it and uh, and move on. Unlike the Bally and the Williams and everything, where everything's out there there's um, the manuals it's it's a lot more straightforward you can understand it the voltages aren't bizarre it's uh it's just a lot easier and then when you can understand it it makes sense you play it more and you go one way versus the other you know obviously Gottlieb is like the the em that's what everybody loves from that era but um i still like the Bally and the williams ems i don't like working on them as much <laughs> but yeah. uh they're still fun. They're still fun. And like I said, Getaway, I love that game. It's just a it's just a fast, great game. It just it's all encompassing as far as playing it with the music and the and it's not super deep, but it's fast and uh and it's fun. Steve Ritchie agrees. They wouldn't like me making <laughs> that kind of game at Stern. That's why I'm at JGP now. <laughs> and I'm gonna wait three years till I can get it out the door. Yeah. <laughs> the getaway three. It's gonna be great. Coming in 2027. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Tom, that's a hard uh, act to follow. Come on. No, that's okay. Uh, my favorite game's got to be Spider-Man. Nice. Um, it was my first new in box, so there's a little love for that. And then I just like the flow of it. I love the theme, so I don't think it'll ever leave my collection. Hey, hey Tom. Do you know what my first yes. new unbox game was? Spider-Man? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have all these parallels. Wow. Right? <laughs> and then uh, games I like, I could think of one game I just, just loathe, and that is Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we agree again. <laughs> this is amazing. Brothers. Uh, <laughs> not only for just the play of it, I mean, the play of it, I guess, okay, but okay. No, no, just owning it and having those little light boards just go like every other week when I owned one, it was just such a pain in the ass. But yes, uh, yes they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's uh, yeah, cool. That's, that's a good thing. Well, it's funny. Like, Tom, you are on another podcast. Yes, he on, is. Uh, Triple Drain. And your host there, Joel, he doesn't seem to want to hate anything. He's like afraid that he'll get criticized. It's so hilarious listening to him. But did you hear him go off on Halloween? Yeah, he goes off on Halloween. Then then his whole thing about I'm going to TPF and and spooky people are going to be there. I mean, 
I'm oh, pretty... that's because I was that's because I was teasing him about it. I'm like, they're coming. Nice. He's like, he's like, well, I'm a pretty big guy, so they they probably won't physically assault me. Or so. it's like, do, do you think? <laughs> so uh, at five eight, 140 pound Ron here, better not ever say a game sucks because if I go to a show. You know, spooky Luke, Watch out. spooky Luke, you know, 200, whatever pounds with his affliction shirt on. He's going to come over and beat the shit out of me. Like how dare you say that about Halloween? Ron, I got you covered. Yeah. Hey, Bruce, my yeah Bruce will be my bodyguard. <laughs> I have no problem telling anybody where to go. <laughs> Actually, so yeah, what, but- what about, what about rush Bruce? <sighs> <laughs> It's there. <laughs> See, I love it. It's, okay. it's, it's better. It's the, the pro sucks. Hate to say it. Hey, the pro, I think the pro, pro plays fine. I've been playing a ton of the pro. Uh, it's got a lot of rejects, kickbacks. Out of Not that, this uh, one. This one amazingly plays good. I think it's because the it has no protector, so the hole's completely blown out. Yeah, great. <laughs> but because of that, it actually plays good. Um, I don't know. I, I, I play that at league. I'm so sick of hitting the bash toy crap. What's the bash toy? Well, hitting the time machine 10 times. That's not a bash toy. Uh, It is a bash toy. How is that a bash toy? It's like the ring on Lord of the Rings. What what game do you love, Bruce? It's literally the same shot. I like the game. But there's no bash toy really on, you know, it just... <laughs> I would come to say that the premium LE have more of a bash toy because the ramp isn't always up and you yes, actually hit yeah, the thing. True. Yeah. It's my argument. Yeah. Everybody says it's easier, but I think it's more difficult. Yeah. Cause you, you have a, a little, more chance yeah. of draining, but the yes. actual ramp itself on the premium is definitely wider. Oh and I yeah. Keep, and I keep on complaining to Timmy and Ray that, that it's got to make the text a little bit bigger for this old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking, here, here you go. So they have what? They have one wizard mode in there now? Yes. So they got what? Two more? Yes, two more to go. We're coming, yeah. Because they have the one, and then they got to do the two. Then I, I think 2012 uh, was supposed to be the Uber wizard mode. Correct. So here, here's my vision. Let's see what you think uh-huh. here, Tom. This is this vision. And I know, Raymond, are you listening? This is, of course, He's listening. Of course, they probably already figured this all out, but here, here's what I'm thinking. This is assuming the magnet can hold the ball long enough. Because I'm assuming the shot to start 2112 is going to be the time machine, because that's the shot to start the other wizard mode. So I figure they're not going to make that any different. Sure. You hit it, holds the ball there. And you know how you can pick 2112 during the game, but it starts like into the song. Like it doesn't do yes. the beginning part. Well, this time it does the beginning part. You hear the okay. and and it just, the lights dim. It starts doing cool lighting effects. And then you can show the instructions during that part of the song. And small text. I, think, I think they need to get Ron as a consultant. And, 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 then, and then when the drums, you know, <laughs> dun, dun, the light, the light, you can do so much with the lighting effects. Dun, dun, expression lighting. Dun, 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 flash, 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 dun, dun, flash, flash, flash. I've just got this in my head. And as soon as the drums kick in, boom, then you shoot all the balls out. Because I assume it's going to be a multi-ball probably. And you start. Yes, it's going to hold it there a long time, but the presentation would be insane. You're going to be so disappointed. It's like, what was it? Uh, Black Knight sort of rage when I was waiting, like the regular multi-ball. Because Black Knight 2000 has probably one of the coolest multi-ball intros I've ever seen. So I expected something like that. And it just kind of starts. 
And I was disappointed. Boom, boom. I'm sorry. <laughs> and on that note, Ron, thanks for bringing the show down. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, before we go into other other things, which are going to help us with, guys, is there anything else you want to plug? Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug time. Uh, just my Fox Cities pinball channel uh, for me and Twitch when we go live and then on uh, YouTube for anything after that. Uh, Eric? Yeah, well, the triple flip's coming up here June 3rd and 4th. That'll be on Twitch uh, with Fox City's pinball stream, so everyone can watch that if you're not coming to play in it. And all the big tournaments are definitely being streamed on Twitch with Fox City's pinball stream. Uh, check them out. The bigger events that I got coming up, other than the Summer Pinball Classic, and then we have uh, the Super Series after that. So that one will probably sell out really, really quick if you want to get on that. Other than that, this Tuesday nights, we're killing it. Come have some fun on Tuesdays. Is there a website I can go to find about all these tournaments? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying all these things are coming up like, okay, yeah, I want to join. How, how, do, how do I do that? Yeah, district82.com. So just district82.com, and you'll see those, you'll see those events. Also, right follow them on Facebook. Oh, yes. Follow on Facebook. I really do the announcements on Facebook. I also send out emails a lot. Very well. Yes, you do. Um, you do very well with that. And so if you want to get on the email list, you either play an event at District 82 because the only way to register is I need your name and email address. Or else when you go to the homepage of district82.com, you can scroll about halfway down and, um, and give me your email address. And you will hear of the announcements coming up with direct links. And I usually summarize it a little more in the email as to what's coming up. That, by the way, has taken a long time to learn. You want to tell everybody every little detail and every little payout and everything else on the emails. And then you realize they don't get past the subject line. <laughs> nope. you, just put a, you put a link to all the rules on the bottom and you do it in the website. That's the easiest way. Yeah. yeah. It's just like nobody reads. Nobody no. reads it. Uh, so you're just like, well, this is how much it costs. This is how much you can win. And this is where you sign up. It's like, all right, that's what I need to know. <laughs> so it, uh, that, that took a long time to learn that. Are Nationals going to be there at District 82? Oh, Am I just, yeah. misremembering? I, I guess we don't really have to because you have to be kind of invited to do that. But, yeah, yes. that's kind of a yeah. big deal. Yeah. So we're, we're going to host Nationals uh, in, uh, in March uh, at District 82. So Nationals are on uh, Thursday. I don't remember the exact day. But uh, you got to win your state, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to come play or your province to come play. And then Pin Masters will be the next two to three days after that for the two days of qualifying and then the final day of playoffs. And I was so happy when Josh contacted me to to host that because I really I feel like we're going to do a great job and knock that out of the park. And everyone's going to look at this as like, hey, it's a great culmination to a year and uh, at a great facility and everybody had a good time. Plus, I would think if it goes really well, IFPA Worlds. In two years, why not? You know? Yeah. You never know. I don't know what Josh uh, has on the docket. I know he probably thinks of those things a few years a few years out. And with So Josh, start thinking about us in, in yeah. four years. <laughs> Three years. Uh, so yeah, I'm down for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Totally cool. Is there anyone here going to uh the one tournament that's upcoming next weekend, the IFPA World Championships? I am. I am. Yeah, Thomas. Yes, Tom is ranked. Pre-COVID too, because yes. this is this was supposed to be the 2020 uh, yep. time. But 
yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll go there and get my ass. Oh, shit. <laughs> he sounds really excited. I know, doesn't he? I, I, I always sound so confident going into this, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be in Florida at um, what's the name of the place? The Pinball, Pinball Asylum, Asylum, which yeah, is yeah. Eric Stone's home arcade that he's yeah. been blowing up games to obscene levels. So I, I have my pick for I think's going to win. <laughs> Yeah, that would, that would definitely be a good one. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of great players there, and we'll see what happens. Sweep the leg, Tom. Tom, sweep the leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might have to. I always want to do IAPA trivia to see how many how many IAPAs can you name, like the locations, in order. God. Oh, so, Bruce, you're out, so you can't. I'm out. I could do it. You think you could do it? I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it? No. How far back do you go? This is uh, this is IFPA seventeen. So I know last year it was in Italy. So let's see if I could do this. I- I'm only going with the two thousand ones because the nineteen ninety ones I wasn't. I was like in probably high school or something. I have no sure. idea where they took place. The first one when they brought it back was in Pinball Hall of Fame in Vegas. His okay. original location, Tim Arnold. Not the third one that he's currently in. Nope. I think I went to the second one for nationals. That was that was something. The second one was in England somewhere, like out in a farm or something. Uh, see, the next year I think was in Minnesota. That dude who owns like has like a game building. Jason Roofer. Yeah, that sounds right. Yes. And then the next year was the one in Sweden where they couldn't pay anyone, which they found out like a day or two before they were going. I, I remember that was a whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, we, they couldn't legally pay anyone. It's like some Sweden thing. Yeah. Let's see. The next year. Oh, the next year was at Todd McCulloch's house yep. outside Seattle. of Seattle. And then the next year, I think, was uh, Germany. Germany will be victorious. <laughs> <laughs> then the next year was the one in uh, Colorado. Okay. And then the next year was the, I think they were in Sweden again. They made a return to Sweden. And then the next one, I think Papa was right before. So they just, they picked tail on that. So it was, they they just did it in car, you know, at the warehouse. And then the next year it was in Denmark. Then the next year I think was at Adam Becker's place. Yep. Canada. Yep. In Canada. And then the next year was, oh, Italy. That was the Dracula game that became famous. Yeah. Johannes versus Daniele game. Yeah. Yes. I watched that live. My favorite part was the fact that it's one of those streams where there's no swearing. He doesn't want any swearing. And they had Kaylee on there and he's just dropping F bombs as soon as he passed them. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Oh, I fucking believe it. It's like, uh... <laughs> all right. So, plugs. I'll plug something Rochester Pinball Collective. Bruce, where Hello. is it? Oh, boy. 349 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, New York. Sweet. 2965. Do you have anything coming up, Bruce, that we should? Uh, Yes, we do. We are on our one-year anniversary coming up. So on June 11th, we are having a tournament with your included with your uh, entry fee, and we'll be paying out money towards this tournament. Anyone can come. Come one, come all. Check us out on Facebook and on our website at rockpinball.com. R-O-C pinball.com all one word okay we're gonna go into our ball bag oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, <you> just <laughs> poor eric is like what the fuck are they fuck talking did about i get myself yes into? <laughs> we <laughs> have <laughs> this laugh like yep this is normal we, we, we apologize 
<laughs> we, we needed a funny name for our mailbag. So, you know, ball, balls and pinball, right? Yep. And I got a bag. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Full of them. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> and sometimes they, get, sometimes they ask questions so our guests can help us answer. There you go. Let's see. This is from Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Glenn. He says, uh, oh, when I was, this is about when I was talking about the pop guard last week. Mm. Um, I'm not an expert in pinball, but I do believe my college degrees in audio engineer allows me to nitpick one small minuscule thing. A pop filter or a windscreen is designed to stop wind from plosives in speech. It's P's and B's. It also works as a de-esser. Sibilance is the sound you make. I probably said that wrong. When S's and soft C's cut through louder than desirable. However, we can never get enough of Ron and Bruce's hard C's. Oh, my. Uh, great episode, as always. I always look forward to listening at work when I see a new episode waiting on my phone. Bruce, stay dirty, my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to beyond from infinity. Okay. Yes. It's like me just leaving like the Captain Morgan guy. Um, be dirty. <laughs> uh, the email from Chris. Chris, we saw your request. We will be contacting you. Yes, we will. Chris wants to be a guest. We definitely did it. We, are, we already have our next guest already lined up. Bruce has actually been working the phones. For once. He's doing a job. For once. For once. Doing my job. Carl. Carl. With, Carl. A, with a C. He says, let's oh. see. Uh, I did want to correct something that made me cringe when I heard Bruce give the name of Dr. Dirty. As a fan of the good doctor during my younger days, I felt I would be remiss if I did not provide you with the facts. I'm sure you'll recognize John Valby as the piano playing virtuoso who goes by the name Dr. Dirty. Dr. Dirty John Valby. Yes. Yes. Did you screw that up last week? I don't think I did because I know Dr. Dirty for over 30 years. Okay. <laughs> he used to go to Poughkeepsie and everything else. He lives in Buffalo. Oh, okay. He is, he is a known person up here. And then uh, one last one here we had from um, Rabia. He's a guy who gave our MS or MSC. What am I saying? Midwest Gaming Classic Field Report last week. Oh, yes, he did. He said, thanks, guys. Of course, I should have known Harlem Globetrotters is a solid state. Oh, that's right. He said it was an EM. The digits were yes. staring me in the face. He says, my spot for my favorite EM is still open. Any suggestions? Anyone have EM suggestions? Hmm. Any Williams 4 player in the late 70s. Don't say Grand Prix. Everyone says no. Grand Prix. No, I, I'd actually go with Argosy. I like Argosy. Or what I just grabbed, which was a hot tip. Or Spanish Eyes. I like Spanish Eyes. I like Spanish Eyes. It's a one player. Like there you go. See? Fast Draw is a good one. Fast Draw is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, What else? Going back to things that you hate, uh, it's four player DMs for me. Uh, <laughs> all the score reels and all the score yeah, motors. And the that, the player select unit. Yes, the player like, select oh, unit. Yes, yeah, I have they do fun with that on Prospector. Literally, yeah. I had to try three or four different springs before I found the one that worked right. Yeah, you just go round and round and round and round and let you know the whole day is gone. Yep. And, and then you're like, what happened you know what? here? Yeah, so I don't have any four-player EMs at this day, too. Ah. Sorry. God, <laughs> failed! <laughs> Get a high hand. Oh, wait a minute. That's the one that Josh Sharp hates, right? Yes. That's right. Or you can get Captain Card. You can borrow mine, Eric. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that awkward silence tells me I'm yes. out of segments. 
Yes, you are. We, we didn't really have any because we just recorded last week. No news, really. No, no eBay no. stuff. No eBay lookups. Yeah, Bruce. No, but- it's so it's so fucking expensive now. But I do have a couple if you really want to go there. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go back to it real fast. For those at home, this is where we scour eBay, look for like the most ridiculous stuff. I always have a couple of my. Since most of it is ridiculous now. It's it not is. even ridiculous anymore. I mean, some of the stuff, it's like, yeah, that's what I usually see him for now. And it's like yep. insane. Are you ready? Everyone Get on eBay. Them. You're going to go type into the search engine my number. The search engine. Yes, at yes. eBay. The search, the search box. Search for anything. The search for anything box. Uh-huh. 325 Oh, okay. Oh, for nine hundred and forty-four bucks. Yeah. Start looking at those pictures, boys, and tell me what you think. Oh, what is it? Is it in really bad shape? Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's got some wear. <laughs> it's got some wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's and it needs a refresh. <laughs> you can tell them the whole story, Ron. It needs a refresh. That's what it says. Powers on needs refresh. I like that term. <laughs> Bally bow and arrow. Four player needs work, but working. Wait a minute. Needs work, but working. Uh, the lights turn on. Plug it in. Yeah, I love. <laughs> oh, it needs work, but working. That just the left flipper is weak. It's got great pictures of the instruction cards. Playfield needs to be refinished. <laughs> Light bulbs and new bumper kit. Does, does that mean what it needs? That must mean what it needs. It needs light yeah. bulbs and a new bumper kit. Cabinet is solid and back glass is good. Okay. Yeah. Would you or would you not buy that, boys? It's a little too much wear. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. It is in New Jersey, Bruce, so you could pick it up. Oh, you could pick it up. It's closer to you. Yeah. Are you ready for the next one? Sure. Sure. Ticket number 125281. 103873. What the hell? <laughs> Black Knight Sword of Rage is this album? the album? This is the album. For $775. <laughs> is it autographed Our by the guy ass. from Anthrax or what? <laughs> Sword of Rage vinyl record seal for $775. Yeah. This is not a topper. This is not a topper. <laughs> Pinball machine, Black Knight, Sword of Rage, vinyl record sealed. Mm-hmm. I could probably ask someone at Stern, you got any of these hanging around? And he'd probably give me one. Yeah. They'd probably give you one as a prize for a tournament. They should. Yeah, I saw that. I had to laugh. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a serious question. Would you rather have as a prize for a tournament a Black Knight, Sword of Rage album or a Big Buck Hunter translate? album yeah if i get 775 i'm winning yeah because <laughs> <laughs> literally i was i can't remember what tournament it was at one of the prizes you could win a translate and i'm thinking to myself as long as it's not like a big buck hunter or something and that's literally what it was it's like oh yeah, god are you was. kidding me you know they had some surplus crap this was like yeah. within the last year like you guys yep. still have those oh they still got them uh ready for the next one 
Okay. Is this where you said there you only had a couple and then 10 I numbers got later? I got, of course. I always <laughs> have a couple in my back okay. pocket. You know uh, me. Uh, okay. 374-075-940-274. Uh, what the heck? A countdown backlash used for 849 bucks. Yeah. That's what the game should be. Yeah. Can't you get a refurb for like probably 300 bucks? Yes, you could. <laughs> well, yeah. If it's BG Resto, you might take five years, but you can get one. Free shipping. Yeah, yeah it's free shipping. Hey, guys. How's the condition of that back last, guys? It's not. I mean, it's okay, but it's I mean, bad. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Now that I'm looking closer. Look, look bad, at the back. But... For that much money, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. Wow. It's so bad, it's good. No, it's uh, just it's bad. To laugh at. Looks for it. <laughs> How, oh man, ninety-seven percent feedback with that many. That's not good. Okay, ready for the last one? Last one. Okay. Here we go. Three, three, four, 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 eight, three, zero, oh, eight, five, six, five. This is one of our favorite sellers on eBay. Oh, everybody's favorite pen, Raven. Raven. Oh, wait a minute. Is that the one you just hit the spinner? It's like in-lane spinner, in-lane spinner. Yes. Okay. You can't hit the ramp with it at all. Trust me, it's terrible. But it's the gotta, back glass, the back yeah, light is awesome. Oh, is this like a, oh, it's a new one. And you can get the, the guy's car vehicle and his license plate in the reflection of the picture. <laughs> 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 I mean, it it looks like it's in good condition. They all are in good condition. They never ran. Oh, <laughs> uh, two thousand dollars. I mean, in today's market, two thousand dollars is a gem of a price. Well, it says this one is in very good condition. Has an alternate translate, but I have the original as well. It's very nice with little wear. LED lamps have been added. It's hard to find this title in this condition. Okay, this is loosely based on the Rambo movie, which is true. Rambot. I don't know, Bruce. Uh, I mean... <laughs> For $2,000, would you buy this? If I really liked Raven in the current climate? Well, I got to look at the play field a little more. I mean, the pictures, again, did he take the glass off at least? Yes, he did. He did do that. Oh, the play field doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad because they didn't play. You can shoot that ramp that you'll never make it up. 85, 86, 87, it died, and then it just sat in storage for 20 years. <laughs> 30 years. 30 years, Bruce. <laughs> oh, that's all I got, boys, but it were funny ones. Yeah. So there was really, there's only one pick, and how scary is that when it was Raven? <laughs> that is kind of scary. <laughs> that is really scary. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I think that's it. I mean, come on. Pinball companies, we need new games. We're running yeah, out of we things need to new talk games. about. JJP, JJP where's out. our Toy Story? Are we all psyched for Toy Story? Would Toy Story ever be a District 82? Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we have to we have to see. You know, we have to see the game. I'm not one that buys the new game and throws it on the floor right away. Because mm -hmm. honestly, the vast majority of them have issues uh anyway. So I'm I'm not gonna do that. I did get Godzilla, so that's probably like the newest one that 
came out that I bought and it was still nine months. <laughs> wow. So it, uh, uh, I'm not the uh, early adopter. One, one thing I do have to say though, like you go back to wizard of Oz and you think about pinball machines before wizard of Oz, because Stern was the only one from 2000 till when was was 20, 13, 14, 15, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. There was no innovation. There was no innovation. Yeah, we had a red LED display. We still didn't have LEDs in the games. And Waz came out and blew everybody away with control lamps, RGB lamps, uh, LCD screen, just everything about it gameplay-wise. And the look and feel was was awesome. You know, it was awesome and really launched the modern pinball into where we are now. And Stern has, has definitely pushed the envelope now as well. And And it's just made everybody better. Jersey Jack came out, then then you got American, then you got all these new companies coming out and pushing the envelope, and it just makes everything better and so many more players. And now the tournament scene is is growing, everything is growing, and competition is good, and it makes everything better. Yeah, there's some hiccups along the way, but at the end of the day, it's a lot better and a lot more fun, and, and I'm enjoying all of it. Oh, that's real positive way to end the podcast <laughs> but this is slam tilt so i have to say it also almost bankrupted them because they didn't charge enough for it yes true. and it is the reason that the games cost what they do now because stern looked at that and said 6500 for this company that's never more. made a game and they have all these pre-orders we are undervaluing our games yes so then they came up with the whole premium and the LE and all that stuff and, and where we're at now. But yes, the innovations definitely started with that game. I mean, I love my dialed in. That's why I'm really excited about Toy Story because my favorite Jersey Jacks are all the Waller ones. The guy makes a killer play field. What can I say? I agree. Yep. Maybe you could do a promotional deal with like Jersey Jack now. He said all those positive things. He'll be like, we want you to be one of our first locations at District 82. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, our, our tagline has basically been play more pinball right from the start. And that's just what it's about. You just got to get out there and play. Play more pinball, period. You will have fun. You will get better. Everything will be better. You just have to play. Stop saying, oh, I'm no good. I'm not going to try a tournament. I'm not good enough. Ridiculous. Get out there. Play more pinball. Have fun. And that's it. That's it. Remember, it's more fun to compete. It says so mm-hmm. on the games. Yeah, <laughs> and always pick a game that's been certified for tournament play like meteor with the sticker yes. there <laughs> certified for tournament play all right well thanks guys thank you for, thank for you coming guys. on you guys are always welcome and if you ever want to come on again and talk about upcoming series that are coming up we'd love to have you on will do awesome appreciate that and uh don't forget my other podcast, oh, Silver Jesus Ball- <laughs> Shut up, Silverball Chronicles, <laughs> which can be heard on the Pinball Network, along Ooh. with the Triple Drain Podcast, which is also on the Pinball Network, part yes. of the Pinball Network umbrella. I believe upcoming this, is it this Monday or next Monday? Whatever Zach Manny's doing with the Pinball Show, it's the new, the new something for their 100th episode, whatever the hell it was. I don't yes. remember. Is it, they had 100 episodes already? Damn. It doesn't seem like well, they've been around now. They're doing weekly. Yeah, we used to yeah, do that. That was dumb. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. Dumb. Wait a minute. We're doing it this week. Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, guys, our, our usual communication, Bruce will just text me. We're recording Sunday at this time. Like, what? Uh, we just recorded. <laughs> we're supposed to do bi-weekly. What is like, no, I got guests. We're, we're doing this week. It's like, okay. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we're recording the next week too. All yes. right. I, I don't know who the guest is. Bruce hasn't told me. So make sure you tune in for the next episode. Make sure you tune in. <laughs> we're going to go different. We're not doing tournaments and stuff. We're going to go to repairs. Oh, so we'll lose even more viewers. More people. Nap <laughs> <laughs> time for everyone. <laughs> what causes more people to tune out? Tournament talk or tech talk? What do you think? Tur- I, I think tournament. So what do you think? Listen to this because I'm on it or what? <laughs> it's just like I don't know what it is. It's just like, oh, you know, I, I like the tech stuff, but the tournament stuff, God, it's just so much. I love the tournament stuff. I love both, actually. I, and Bruce is retired. I'm retired. I just finished my last tournament. He just finished his last tournament. District A two is probably one of his last tournaments, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, that and I did league. I finished second in league. And you're done. So does that mean when we stream, you can be permanent announcer? Yep. Okay. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. TD and everything else and everything else. Unless you need like a fill in. Like if there's like 31 people and you want to keep even groups, then I might join it. Hopefully you change your mind, Bruce. And you listen to what Eric said and have fun. It's more fun to compete. <laughs> Play more. Pinball, Bruce. Play more. How, pinball, long Bruce. Me, how long have you known me, Ron? Bruce needs to win. <laughs> I need to win or it's not fun. <sighs> I had fun. I had fun I in league. Eric all the no. time. I'm never streaming again. And I always show up. Bruce yep. is the type. <laughs> Bruce gets mad if someone has no idea what they're doing in the game and, and oh. they're beating him. Oh, that really oh pisses God, him off so much. Fucking nutty. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fucking like somebody's like, oh yeah, so you know on AFM, what do I have to do? And somebody next, I'm like, oh, you just got to hit some ramps and try to hit the thing. And all of a sudden, they're in total annihilation. They're getting the super jackpot. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. You're killing me. Smalls, you're killing me. (laughs) And there I am trying to hit a shot and like brick, 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 done. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Bruce, just have fun. Play pinball. Yeah, I, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun running the tournaments and being zen with everything else. Being zen, yes. When I think of Bruce, I think zen. That's the first thing I think <laughs> That's of. got to be it, totally. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. Until next week, uh, you can get hold of us at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.slamtillpodcast.com. All our links are in the upper right-hand corner. You can watch our stream. Maybe Stu will come back one day. I don't know. Stu is awesome. Tom knows about Stu. Yes, he oh, does. Yes. Isn't he an asshole, though? He is so... You don't want him at District 82. He'll be no. saying how he's going to beat everybody <laughs> and all that, and then he'll probably just lose and quit and leave. I would pay for his <laughs> flight out there. I would pay for his you flight. You pay for his flight out there? Yeah, I would. <laughs> That's one thing I'll say about yeah. District 82. He's got to make an appearance. He does. District 82, the players there are probably the most comfortable with the streaming probably because they're used to it of anyone I've seen. They will constantly acknowledge the camera where a lot of people just don't want to be on camera. They'll be like waving to it, making comments and stuff. I think that's pretty, (laughs) I mean, which is a good thing. The more people you get to watch the, the more personalities you get, the more people will watch the stuff. Maybe we'll we'll come out there in the winter when uh, Ron's not too cold, but you know, still feel comfortable out there. We'll come out again and we'll check you out. Maybe you need an extra repair guy, Eric. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. <laughs> my service is up. <laughs> I don't let anyone touch the games but me, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Until next Thank time. You. See you later, everybody. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Ryan Bobco. 
Okay. Uh, one thing we'll do here, I'm going to make sure everyone's on the recording. So yes. we're going to do a Three Stooges intro. I, I think if you've ever seen a Three Stooges, you'll understand what we're doing. So ready, Bruce? Yep. Hello. 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 One more. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you Shemp. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. He's um, Joe Besser. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. 